The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host Aaron Murray. And this episode of the Punt and Pass podcast is presented by Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. It's that time of year, Aaron. College football teams are in camp, so tailgating season is literally right around the corner. We have teamed up with Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey to let you know that your tailgate is not complete without this awesome beverage at each and every Saturday tailgate that you have. Uncle Nearest has won gold medals at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the Los Angeles International Spirits Competition, and gold at the New York International Spirits Competition. Cigar and Spirits gave them a 95 rating, and they are one of the top five whiskeys of 2017. If you haven't heard of Uncle Nearest, go to www.unclenearest.com, type in your zip code, find a place to buy Uncle Nearest, or sip on Uncle Nearest, because you are going to love it once you Try it. They're on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash Uncle Nearest, and they are at Uncle Nearest on Instagram and Twitter. That's Uncle Nearest, Uncle, N-E-A-R-E-S-T, Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. We're going to be telling you a lot about it. I personally love it, Aaron. It's a little early right now. We're taping this podcast in the morning, but it's Thursday. The weekend is, I guess, here for some people it's like up, me. It's upon us. It's yeah, here. It's coming it's, hot. It's here. I'll, I'll definitely be partaking in some Uncle Nearest premium whiskey this weekend. We have a lot to talk about. As I just mentioned, college football camps are in full swing. Get at us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Punt and Pass. Aaron is at AaronMurray11, and I am at DrewButler13. I thought we would be talking about who's doing what, quarterback battles, teams to look after. But, dude, we got rocked with a bombshell yesterday. Of course, I'm talking about what happened in Columbus, Ohio, with head coach Urban Meyer. That's right. Urban Meyer, head coach of the Ohio State University Buckeyes, is caught up in a scandal, and, dude, it does not look good. Brett McMurphy, former ESPN employee, Aaron, Broke this story on his Facebook page 
yesterday, two weeks ago, or really a week ago during Big Ten Media Days, it was being told that one of Urban Meyer's assistants had previously been caught up in a domestic abuse scandal, dating all the way back to 2009, recently in 2015. And again, it was reported that his wife had left him and that he was caught up in a domestic abuse scandal. Urban Meyer at Big Ten Media Days, when asked by the media, left zero gray area. Aaron, I think that's where he's getting in trouble here. He said he didn't know about it. He said that nothing had happened. He said he doesn't know why anybody would make up a story like that. Well, McMurphy gets a hold of the woman who unfortunately was assaulted, domestically abused, Courtney Smith, previous wife of Zach Smith, the wide receiver, former wide receiver coach at Ohio State, and she turned over some text messages. She told him her side of the story. She showed how much contact she had with Urban Meyer's wife. We have a lot to talk about with this specific issue. But before we get into that, Aaron, let's get one thing straight. We glorify these coaches in college football. Urban Meyer undoubtedly has a great track record, but let's not lose sight of the actual story here. Domestic abuse is in no way okay. She is saying that this has happened repeatedly. She filed a restraining order against him. It continued to happen. She left him. She feared for his life. She said, I'm done with it, and she has come forward. So it's not looking good, but domestic abuse is the real story here, and I personally feel terrible. I think everybody does for Courtney Smith. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's sad. You never want to hear these type of stories in the news. And Listen, Urban's in trouble now. Obviously, asked to to leave the team. Just I think it was a smart move by the university. The last thing you want is for these kids to – I have to have this cloud overhanging in all of camp. I mean, this is supposed to be exciting. This is the time of year. We've been talking about it all week. We just started the program with this about how it's football time. It's football season. We finally, we made it through the off season, all the baseball games, the soccer games, the basketball. This is the real sports season, obviously football time. So the, the excitement these kids were having all this hard work they put in the summer. And then all of a sudden, you get hit with this massive curveball, this knuckleball right in your face uh, to start your your camp off is, is not the right move. But uh, I think University was smart. Let's try to get away from it as much as possible. Let Urban deal with it. Uh, obviously, they're going to deal with it, but don't put it on these kids day in and day out at practice. So it's it's not what you want, especially with a team with as high hopes as Ohio State this year. They got a great team returning. Obviously, Urban Meyer. Uh, great football coach everywhere he's been he's been a great football coach but somehow the 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 secrets the not telling the lying it's kind of fault the scandals are kind of falling from place to place and you got to eventually just you, you got to stay on top of it and you got to be in front of it and, and every time it seems that he is uh, on the the passive side of what letting things unfold and then trying to figure out what to do from there Absolutely. instead of day one this is what's going on. I want to stay ahead of it. I want to alert what's going on in the program with coaches, players, whatever it may be. And let's not let this thing turn into something that is catastrophic for the team and catastrophic for the university. And it obviously could, it could lose his job right now. Um, so it's, it's unfortunate that he waited this long um, or not even, he didn't even wait this long. It came out, you know, he should have done something ahead of time, especially with this serious matter about what we're seeing in the world right now with domestic violence uh, it seems like there's a new article and some new some new celebrity someone out there 
getting charged with with some sort of domestic violence. Um, so you can't get away from it, especially when things are in text messages. They're gonna they're gonna unveil their head themselves eventually, and uh, not smart by him by not staying on top of it. No, you're totally right, Aaron. It's not smart by him, and it does not look good. And I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but let me just say this right now. Urban Meyer is going to get fired. He, he will not come out on the other side of this, the head coach at the Ohio State University. Here's what happened, right? Courtney Smith has come out and said, I've been domestically abused, and a lot of people knew about it and didn't do anything about it. She released text messages, Aaron, of her texting with Shelly Meyer, Urban Meyer's wife. Shelly Meyer is a clinical nurse at The Ohio State University. As a university employee, she is bound contractually and by Title IX to report and tell somebody if anybody comes to her with a domestic violence accusation. So is she in trouble? Sure she is. These text messages are very damning for Urban Meyer's wife. Now, the reason and the only reason why Urban Meyer could keep his job is if Shelly Meyer says, I didn't tell Urban. Now, Courtney Smith, in her interview yesterday with Brett McMurphy, said she is not sure, and, and Shelly Meyer never definitively told her that she told Urban Meyer. But this dates back to 2009, Aaron. Urban Meyer has a great history of talking about how close he and his wife are, how he's extremely transparent. These text messages of Shelly Meyer checking in on Courtney Smith. Hey, are you okay? We're all worried about you. Courtney Smith saying all of the coaches' wives knew. Only way Urban Meyer gets out from this is if Shelly Smith takes all the blame. Now, that's his wife. If she takes all the blame, says, I never told Urban, and all the coaches' wives say they never told anybody, this lie would have to become extremely layered for Urban Meyer to come out. Oh, and then everyone's going to be on the same page at the end of the day, which is going to be – it just takes one person or a couple individuals slipping up and not falling on the story, and this thing's going to fold in. And at the end of the day, just tell the truth. I know. You know, it, it's gonna come out eventually. Or you don't may beat think, up women. Yeah, or don't beat up women. But for <laughs> yeah. Urban right now, and, and this whole thing is, you know, does does if he knew, and the wife is gonna take the fall for him, eventually that's gonna come out. And if it doesn't come out now, it will come out in a year from now or two years from now. Something else will emerge. I mean, just cut the head off the snake now. Get it over. Bite the bullet. Don't. My thing is just don't live your life in fear. You know, you're going to – it's going to catch up to you. You're going to lose your job. It's going to happen. Just let's move on. You're probably going to have to take a year or two off coaching football, go jump into TV or radio or whatever it may be if you can even get a job from that and um, and just hit the restart button. This cloud is something that's going to be over your head for quite a bit. It's just no one wants their head coach, the representative of their university – uh, con in any sort of scandal, especially in today's world. It's it's a very, um, I'm not going to say, I don't know if sensitive is the right wor- word for this world, but we are very um, There's certainly cognitive. a movement. There's a movement yes. on, the, uh, on the, the Me Too movement, you know, the women empowerment, how they're just fed up with domestic abuse, obviously, but sexual harassment and all of well, the just, undertones it, in the workplace. Yeah, and then the media is just going to spin it wherever they want to spin it. So it's just something that, uh, I don't think this is going to be drawn out. I think this is going to be something that should happen in the next week or two. With uh, I think the facts are there. There's a couple interviews that need to 
to happen. Obviously, with Urban Meyer's wife, I'm sure Urban Meyer is going to sit down and talk too. But it's something that needs to be clean cut and decided, and and the university needs to move on one way or the other. It's not something I think that needs to last a month, two months, three months. Let's just knock this out now. Let's get it over with, and let's uh, figure out what we're doing moving forward for the for the players, for the kids, and, and for the families involved in this. And and I think that would be the smartest move by the university to. Like I said, get the ball rolling. Yeah, and and Zach Smith, the wide receiver, the former wide receiver coach at the University of Ohio State, or Ohio State University, excuse me. I mean, it just seems like a total dickhead. He, he's got a terrible past of chirping other coaches on Twitter. His Twitter bio right now is hashtag not me. I mean, get out of here with that. But the the damning reports that Courtney Smith has talking about how Urban Meyer's two closest friends came to her and said, do not press charges. You know, he'll lose his job. This will look bad on everybody involved. Telling her to stay suppressed, telling her not to tell anybody, just just it, it makes it seem impossible well, the most disturbing that Urban news. Meyer didn't do. It makes it seem impossible. When I talk about the two friends, I'm talking about Hiram DeFries and Earl Bruce. Bruce was Zach Smith's grandfather, and DeFries is Meyer's life coach. I mean, Meyer said himself he has the strongest relationship with anybody other than my father when talking about Earl Bruce. And, uh, of course, that's Zach Smith's grandfather. So you got to be kidding me if if they're going to try to spin it and say that Urban Meyer did not know about it. And if he did, Aaron, I said it, he's going to get fired. He's not going to be the head coach at Ohio State this year. No. And the most disturbing thing, just going through the article again, is – it's off the, it's, it's, we talked about date back to 2009. You know, you're telling yeah. me since 2000, I mean, it's been, you know, nine, 10 years and, and you heard of and incidents and in '09 and 15, 16, obviously recently too. It's, it's come out, it is cross your attention and you can either ignore it and be ignorant and, and kind of push it aside or you can just hit it on straight on. And, and the most disturbing one, obviously, in 2009, is she was pregnant yeah. when some of these incidents happened. She was eight to ten weeks pregnant mm-hmm. when the abuse occurred. So that's that's even more disturbing uh, to allow a coach to not only harm a woman, but also to potentially harm a, a child, an unborn child. You know, so it's it's tough to see that someone could turn a blind eye away from that. Yeah, it's uh, it's extremely unfortunate. It's sickening. Zach Smith deserves everything that's coming to him. Urban Meyer will get fired. Urban Meyer's wife is going to be in a lot of trouble as well. It never pays to lie, Aaron. It never pays to domestically abuse anybody, man or woman, but especially a woman, especially a pregnant woman. I mean, this is a gross story. And Urban Meyer, I mean, again, you mentioned it, Aaron. He has been followed by scandal dating back to Florida, Aaron Hernandez, guys like Chris Rainey, domestic assault, domestic abuse, murder. I mean, my God, the buck stops I mean, that's, here. That's, He's that's going a, to get that's fired. That's the thing that doesn't help. That's yeah. the thing that doesn't help, too. It's He has a track record at this point in his career dating back to his time in Florida and then now obviously at Ohio State where this isn't the first Urban Meyer scandal that we're seeing. You know, this is now – kind of being it's a trend you know there's there's evidence of in the past of things not being brought out uh, to the to the eye of the public and to the media and and he's just hiding things so that that does not help his his case at all right now and and i think that's why this should be a pretty easy decision for for the administration of ohio state to say hey listen we know your past and we, and we overlooked it we are a great head coach and, and everyone deserves a second chance but 
you know, this is now an incident dealing with, with our own school and, and, and it's not at Florida and, and uh, we, we, we have had, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with it. And so this is going to be, I think, like you said, pretty clean and cut and, uh, and let these kids move on this football team and, and get ready for the season. Woody Hayes, former Ohio State head coach, legendary college football head coach, fired back in the day for punching an opposing player. Jim Tressel, national championship winning head coach, fired for lying to the NCAA about Tattoo Gate. Urban Meyer, he, he will get fired, Aaron, and uh, he may be out of college football for, for quite some time, but placed on administrative leave, Ohio State's going to conduct their own investigation, try to figure out everything that the Meyer family knew regarding Zach Smith and his domestic abuse allegation history. Again, these are alleged as of right now, but with the disturbing photos and, and very damning text messages that Courtney Smith released to Brett McMurphy yesterday, you can check them out on Brett McMurphy's Facebook page. Man, it's crazy. And I tweeted this out yesterday, Aaron. Brett McMurphy, former ESPN employee, longtime great college football reporter, breaks this story on his Facebook page. This was around mid-morning, 10, 11 a.m. on Wednesday, and it went wild. I mean, viral all through sports media. ESPN did not report on it for like well, it's hilarious. four you and a half hours. You texted me and said, hey, did you hear did you hear the news on Urban? And, of course, my first instinct is to go to ESPN and – and check it. I'm going through. I'm I'm on the the main page for ESPN. Nothing. Click on college football. Nothing. I'm like Drew. You just pull my chain over here. Like, is there <laughs> actually and something that happened? And then then I just Googled Urban Meyer, and it's just inter- interview and uh, oh after another after another after another after another. I'm like, what? Why is ESPN not posting this thing? This is a big breaking story and huge. And it's it's kind of funny that. Um, they don't want to have his name, obviously, on their website, so it's oh, kind of what crazy. A scoop. What a scoop. Great journalism Incredible piece, scoop. too. Great expose. Um, obviously, he, he made Courtney Smith feel very comfortable, and she came forward to him, and he was the one that asked the questions last week at Big Ten Media Day. So when Urban Meyer doubled down and said, I didn't know, man, he put himself in a world of hurt again. Expect him to get fired, I would say, by next week. But let us know what you think. Holler at us on social media, at Punt and Pass, at Aaron Murray 11 at Drew Butler. 13 switching gears Aaron that is that is a gross story and I'm sure we'll be continuing to touch on it as the season gets closer and closer but talking about the season let's look forward to some football when we prognosticate this early on Aaron I like to go to the suits in the desert Las Vegas knows best they certainly do I sent you an article yesterday of SEC win total projections from Las Vegas. Now, if you're not familiar with what these are, Las Vegas comes out and says your team will win X amount of games and you can bet the over or under. So Alabama is projected to win 11 games in 2018. I won't even pick them. I'm sick of talking about them. No, I'm just kidding. I think Alabama will go over 11 games. It certainly seems that way. But I want three teams that you're going to pick over or under. I'll give you my three, and we'll continue to roll through this punt and pass podcast. I need some guidance from you because Please. you are the you are Mr. Uh, Mr. Better. You are Mr. Vegas over here. Actually, but what were what were the odds last year? Or what was the, the, the rating between you and myself? Or no, you beat me. Yeah, I Did I beat yes, you? Yes, I can. Gosh, I, I don't can know how that happened. That you are smarter than me last year. Um, while <sighs> I still thought taking you in poker, though. That's, that ain't <laughs> happening. So, All right, let me know what you think. Right. Give me a couple teams here. O- over, under. Oh, man. I'm going to pick Georgia 
I'm just going to stick with Georgia just because, you know, I, I know them pretty well, just a little bit. Just a little I'm going to say Georgia. They got them at 10 and a half. I'm going to say over okay. based on their schedule right now. I think the one daunting game looking at their schedule heading into 2018 season is that second game at South Carolina. But the rest of the year kind of matches up great. I mean, at LSU is going to be tough. But other than that, you got Auburn at home. You got Georgia Tech at home to finish the season. Not a daunting schedule at all. Um, my next one, LSU, I'm going to say under. Uh, I don't think oh, that the LSU Tigers are a very good football team this year. They, they just defensively, they'll be talented. Offensively, once again, question marks. Who's the quarterback going to be? Who the running back's going to be? First time in over 40 years that a running back hasn't scored a touchdown that's returning the next year. And you look at their schedule. They got to play Miami to start the year, which I, I chalk up as a loss at Auburn at Florida. Then you play Georgia, Mississippi state, Alabama, and then at Arkansas and at A&M. So it's just, it's a tough schedule with not a great football team. So I'm going LSU under. All right, wait, no, wait, wait, you took LSU from me. So I'm going to throw a curveball and pick the next team that you have to choose over under. Okay, Murray, you ready? All right, go, go. Your boy, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee is set at five and a half wins on the season will Tennessee be bowl eligible in 2018 or will they only win five games over under five and a half on Tennessee volunteers I'm I'm saying under you know looking at their schedule too listen they were four and eight last year and and they don't have a talented team coming back new head coach uncertainty at the quarterback position uncertainty a lot of positions and then their schedule is tough too I mean they play West Virginia start the season off you play at Georgia, at Auburn. Listen to the middle of their schedule right here. So West Virginia, then they play East Tennessee State and U- UTEP. So it's, you'll be 2-1 and one, most likely, and then it starts to get wild. You got Florida, at Georgia, at Auburn, Alabama, at South Carolina. I mean, that's five games you could lose right there. For sure. I mean, they could be 2-6 and six to start the season off. And then you play Charlotte and then Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt. And Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt aren't bad football teams either. So... I'm I'm going under. I mean, that middle of the season is going to smack them right in the face. And then I don't know how you kind of go from there to finish the season off strong at all. So it's it's going to be a rough season for Tennessee and, and Jeremy Pruitt. It's it's a re, it's rebuilding time. And it, it's and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it, no one's expecting him to come in there and be an eight win team year one. I just don't with the talent there with a new head football coach there's going to need to be a lot of help going forward from, from the recruiting ranks to get this team going again. All right, so you go Tennessee under 5.5, LSU under 7, and Georgia over 10.5. I agree with you on LSU. I think they're a 6-6 six and six football team this year. Tennessee, I think they have a chance to get bowl eligible. Let's not forget last year they lost to Florida on a last-second play. And they lost to South Carolina on a last-second play as well. You would just think that the ineptitude of their team just a year ago, they can only go up from there. So I'll play devil's advocate and say Tennessee gets to six wins, Aaron. Texas A&M is at seven. Now, Jimbo Fisher coming over from Florida State as the new head coach for the Aggies. A lot of people are riding high on them. I think just from a fresh energy standpoint, Texas A&M can get to eight wins. So I'll go over seven for Texas A&M. Mississippi State 
eight and a half wins. I'm going to go under. I think they're an eight and four football team. Again, they do have Nick Fitzgerald coming back. They return a bunch of starters on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Biggest question mark for me is new head coach Joe Moorhead. Can he cut his chops in the SEC? It's a weekly grind, especially in the West. I'm taking Mississippi State under. They'll be eight and Time four, out. please. Do I get to pick your third one since Fire you picked away, mine? boss. All right, let's go with. Let me look at this. What's a tough one? What's a, I think Give Auburn's a tough one. I'm okay. giving you Auburn. Okay, Auburn. Wait, what's Auburn? Nine. Auburn is set at nine, right? Ah, oh, man, this is a tough one. Really, I think this is a great number in Vegas. They go to Georgia. They go to Tuscaloosa. They open up in Atlanta against Washington, who is a heavy favorite to win the Pac-12 and compete for a playoff spot. Wow, Aaron. Um, can they go 10-2? and two? Can they beat Washington? That's the key right there. Because look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, at Mississippi State's going to be a tough game. I'll go under. Well, can I? <laughs> I have to go over under. I would say nine. Nine's a great number. I know. It's a really, right really now. good number. Nine's a great um, number. Great question, too. Because they're not going to beat Georgia and they're not going to beat Alabama on the road. So that's two losses right there. They that's would have two losses to beat right there. Washington. They you know what? I think, they, I think they are going to beat Washington. Okay. But, but here's the thing, and we're going to talk about that game in length leading up these next few weeks. One thing that scares me about the Washington game is Chris Peterson, the head coach at Washington. Murray, you and I opened up in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Georgia versus Boise State. When Chris Peterson was the head coach at Boise State, Kellen Moore, they had NFL talent all over that field. We were leading at halftime. They made some adjustments, and they played basketball against Georgia in the second half. The ball never touched the turf. They ran us out of the building. He is a very good coach schematically when planning against a big-time team in the first week. As of right now, August the 2nd, I think Auburn beats Washington. Therefore, I'm going to say that they go over nine wins that is subject to change but i'll go over nine wins right now for auburn they'll beat washington and set themselves up for two conference losses in the sec this is a fun game let me just give you one more aaron a little bonus pick missouri seven and a half everybody's obsessed with missouri drew lock explosive it's, a offense. It's, a, it's true lock and but let me just tell you one thing that some people think drew lock is the best quarterback in the country dude who's his offensive coordinator this year Oh, Derek the Dooley. Dooley. The Dooley, I mean, That baby. is a completely different scheme from what they well, run. Well, the yeah, past. they're going to try to go more pro-style offense, less less up-tempo, give the, which I don't hate. Do you know what happens with Missouri? They score all these points, and then they give up a ton of points because their defense is on the field a good majority of the football game. So they're going to try to slow things down, give the defense an ability to catch their breath a little bit instead of be on the field every three minutes. And 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 just play good, sound, pro style football, which I like. So this is gonna be interesting. Can they handle that switch in year one? Because that's two completely different schemes, going from up tempo, no huddle, spread you out to we may see Missouri in a, a a tight end set with two running backs. We may see him in twenty one personnel, and then obviously they'll still have the ability to jump in eleven personnel, one tight end, one back, and three receivers. You just have to. I mean, your best player is your quarterback. So you got to, yeah, he has to throw the ball at least 30 times still, even if you're going to be in a pro style offense. Absolutely. Going to be different in Missouri this year with Derek Dooley. As the offensive coordinator, Dooley, of course, was the embattled head coach at Tennessee years ago. Speaking of Tennessee, Aaron, 
Remember, this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. That's right. Uncle Nearest is Tennessee whiskey. The story behind Uncle Nearest, Darren, is that Nathan Nearest Green is the best whiskey maker the world never knew until now. That's right. Nearest Green is the first African-American master distiller on record and is believed to have perfected the Lincoln County process, which is what distinguishes Tennessee whiskey from bourbon. Get that? Nearest Green taught Jack Daniel himself how to distill Tennessee whiskey. This stuff is the real deal. Again, go to www.unclenearest.com, type in your zip code, find out where to buy Uncle Nearest or sip on Uncle Nearest. Here's a little recipe for you, Aaron, and Sharon, your newly minted fiance. I got to give you congratulations on that in a second. But this weekend, drink Tennessee Gold. It's Uncle Nearest premium whiskey with a little bit of honey syrup and fresh lemon juice. Maybe pour some ginger beer on top of that for a nice cocktail so go to at uncle nearest on instagram and twitter drink responsibly speaking of that huge congratulations to aaron murray you just got engaged my man to your beautiful fiance sharon stufkin congratulations my man the stufkinator yeah we're actually heading to good old athens this weekend start looking at some venues oh sweet start start the process my friend get the process going I'm just telling you, we were texting the other day that the pun pass has grown up so it much in here. It is. It really is. I mean, we we have a baby. We have a new engagement. I mean, we're just, we're old, man. Yeah, that's true. My back We're hurts. in the time of our life. It's, uh, but you know, huge, huge so congratulations good. to you. Huge congratulations to you and Sharon. You guys are awesome. Everybody, tweet Aaron, at AaronMarie11, at Punt and Pass, at DrewButler13. Congratulations on your engagement my good friend. Okay, a couple more things. Let's wrap this. Let's put a bow on this. A lot of trouble down in Gainesville, Aaron. Florida's recruit decommitment list is rated higher than their commitment list. That's right. Get that. They have higher talent that's decommitted from them than those who are actually committed to the Gators. Dan Mullen having a tough time getting the recruiting ball rolling in Gainesville, especially with the Terrible news of the flip, the players fighting with airsoft guns and frying pans against a noted gambler out of Gainesville. I mean, what is going on with your boy, Dan Mullen? Duke is rated higher than them in the recruiting rankings. Listen, I'm not going to worry about Dan Mullen and Florida recruiting. It's going to be perfectly fine. And most of these, these decommitments, obviously, they were commitments from the previous staff. So as a kid, you're committing to a university, but you're also committing to a head coach, an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whatever position you may play. So these kids are saying, Hey, listen, I there's, I'm not saying there's not going to, you know, recommit back to Florida eventually, but they want to now it gives them opportunity to kind of now test the waters a little bit. Hey, I have an excuse. The coaching staff that I did commit to is gone. Let me get back out there and see what's going on in the world. So listen, Florida will be Florida. And at the end of the day, I don't think Dan Mullen recruited a lot of great talent at Mississippi State. I mean, they had good players, but he never recruited top, 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 top talent, like a top five class or anything like that. And they still won a lot of football games. They were in it with a lot of top teams like Alabama year in and year out. So he's proven he doesn't need the best recruits to go out there and win football games. I do think they're going to be a top 10, top 15 recruiting team this year. When it's all said and done. Wow. His knowledge of the state of Florida, 
the excitement that he's creating at the University of Florida. They're building a new facility that's going to be awesome. I, I, this is just a hiccup. It's funny, but listen, there's a lot of time left in the year for recruiting. You have a full season ahead of you, and then obviously a couple months in the offseason before we do that second commitment day. So they'll be up there. They'll get plenty of talent. They, they, they have to. With the state of Florida, they're going to get plenty of guys, so I'm not worried about it. You're not worried about it. We do talk about that a lot, though. It's so early, a long way before that December early signing period and official National Signing Day in February. Dan Mullen knows what he's doing, but but I think it looks worse when you look at what Georgia's doing, what Alabama's doing, the teams that he's going to have to go through in order to win an SEC championship and compete for a college football playoff berth. So they've got to pick it up. The The story's off the field with the guys spray painting the airsoft guns and, and getting in trouble. And, and uh, they weren't charged with anything, but it's just a bad look down in Gainesville. Another day in Gainesville, that's for sure. But dealing with a local gambler who was mad at Florida players for losing games because he was losing money. Pretty ugly situation all the way around. Bold statement by you, though, to say that they will be a top 15, top 10 recruiting class. When it's all said and done, that's a long way to go. Speaking of top 10, top 15 recruiting classes, though, our old team, the Georgia Bulldogs, had what they called the reveal last weekend when they opened up their new game day locker room inside Sanford Stadium and a new recruiting center inside Sanford Stadium. That's part of that new West End Zone renovation. And based off the pictures I saw, Aaron, it looks absolutely insane. You and I used to have to carry our pads yeah, into what, the stadium where, why wasn't this and there get when we dressed played? on folding chairs. On? I have no idea. But in that reveal, they picked up three huge commitments, a five-star running back out of Louisiana, a four-star linebacker out of Louisiana, and another wide receiver. And, man, Kirby Smart has it absolutely rolling on the recruiting front. I haven't seen a run like this, this so far out but, but from signing day, like you just mentioned with Dan Mullen, in such a long time. And again, I've mentioned it time and time again. I'm not that big on recruiting, but they've done such an unbelievable job, the new regime at Georgia, the past two, three years, that you can't help but take notice of it. Again, that West End Zone renovation, you'll be in Athens this weekend. You may be able to sneak in there and check it out. It is wild. Yeah, wild. It's, it's long overdue. I mean, like you said, we... We had folding chairs to sit on, and not everyone even had a chair when you got into the locker room. So, But the, the recruiting right now, the, his ability to not only just take over the state of Florida, but he's now dipping – or state of Georgia, he's now dipping to Florida. He's dipping to Louisiana. And, and if I'm LSU, I'm a little nervous. Obviously, your program's down a little bit right now. Chance that you're not going to have a great year. Great chance that Coach O is going to get fired at the end of the season if you don't win eight-plus games. So – if Georgia is able to continuously go, you know, first off, the key is always to own your stake, and you own Georgia. And I think he's he's put the bow on it. Whatever player we want in this state, we're going to get. And now if you can get like four, five, six guys from Florida, from Louisiana, get a couple, they're going to be number one, number two, probably not even number three, one or two. That's it, yeah. one, two going forward because there's just so much in the state of Georgia, first off. And now their facilities are probably top two or three in the country. I mean, A&M's awesome. Clemson's awesome. But now that you've completed that, that stadium, bigger scoreboard, awesome new locker room, there's just nothing that they don't have to pitch to these kids going into those households. 
No doubt. It's looking good in Athens. And, man, I'm just excited for college football to finally be around the corner. It is August. Football will be played this month. And we will get you ready for it right here on the Punt and Pass podcast. Aaron and I will be giving you an episode per week leading up to kickoff. And we've got some exciting announcements. I know I've been saying that, but I'm just not able to tell you what they are. Right now at this point, we've got some really exciting announcements Coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned to us. Check back next week for another episode of Punt and Pass. And I've got some breaking news right here, Aaron. Tiger and Phil, that little $10 million man-to-man match. It'll be Thanksgiving weekend at my favorite golf course, Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. So, man, wish I could Ooh. be there. I wish I could play. Give me three aside, and I don't care. We'll play for any money. I will compete. Anything on the way out, my man? Hey, listen, it's that time, man. It, it kicks off. Most of these teams are starting their, their training camps in the next 24 hours. So I think everyone's just ready uh, to get it going. I think the most exciting thing is is to see what these freshmen are about. Obviously, they have the mid-year enrollees, so you get to see them a little bit in spring. But now you get all these young kids, these freshmen, these high hopes, thinking they're going to come in there, take the jobs of the juniors and seniors. And those juniors and seniors are just licking their chops and bring it on, baby. Absolutely. I'm going to knock your head off. Absolutely. This is my job, my team. So this is fun. The, the full team is now here. You really get your first glimpse at what the 2018, whatever team it may be, looks like heading into the season. So it's, a, it's an exciting time for every university yeah, the, besides besides Ohio State. The, man, you are exactly right there. The storylines will develop themselves. We will keep you up to date right here on the Punt and Pass podcast. And again, go check out Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey, our presenting sponsor throughout the month of August. www.unclenearest.com. Type in your zip code, figure out where to drink it, where to buy it, how you can enjoy it. Please drink responsibly. Check back in with us next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you.